What's happening? You're here. Turn your cam on, Lyle. Let me see you. I'm happy you're here. Uh, happy to be here. I'm happy you're happy to be here. What? What? What's going? What's? What time you? What? What kind of time you got? Huh? What? What kind of like time you looking at? Like you got a? You got a jet soon? You got a? <laughs> oh, I assumed we were already recording. I assumed this was the intro, and now I'm glad to know that this is all being cut out. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. Jacob, I like your shirt. That's how we can start this. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Change out our intro with a, a random pup song this week. Really? Yeah, that's that's one. totally not going to get us any sort of in trouble. You know what I mean? I mean, will it? I don't know. Play thirty-five seconds of a, how how long of a what what's royalty? Mm. Somewhere it's like fifteen. Like like if you look at um uh with the uh, fear street like 15 seconds seems to be the limit <laughs> <laughs> when you got to start paying for it um what if we just what if we just jumped into that uh fear street as you know, a- i was thinking that it, it reminded me of like you're on the freeway and cars are driving by you slowly because it's like everybody's all slowed down and you just hear what they're playing out their windows they go by yeah that's what it reminded me of in that movie it was so quick it- did you uh have you watched all three of them now, Lyle? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, they're all kind of like that, but specifically the nineties yeah. one, it was just like, hey, here's clips of every nineties song you've ever heard. And <laughs> like the, the 15 seconds that they're inside of the high school during the day, it's like they blast you with every song you've ever heard. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like one song ends and the next song is already beginning. Like it's not yeah. it's not like, oh, that's your your replacement for like an original soundtrack or something, you know, tense moments or something. It's just like, here's a song. And then here's another song. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise though, I think fear street was pretty damn cool. Yeah. yeah. Man, I was, <clears throat> when I saw RL Stein's name in the trailer, I assumed it was just going to be some like PG 13, you know, half baked teen horror movie. Uh, I, I, I was blown away. <laughs> when it was like rated R and mm-hmm. uh, and real fucking good, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. It's great. Like they even went a little bit, well, actually, quite a quite a lot of bit actually further than like that. Um, not are you afraid? No, scary stories. Um, because that was still oh yeah, PG thirteen, right? Yeah. Um, the fucking the way people die in that movie. Oh. Um, <laughs> specifically the, the first slicer. one the bread slicer uh just oh like God. random axes to the head and uh well even yeah. like the, the first kill in the movie or i guess when Fucking when the skull mass killer gets shot ariel uh-huh. like gasps like oh my god there's so much blood and i was like yeah that's like that's what it looks like when you get shot in the head yeah 100% 1000% um, coherent to... story also I really liked how they tied all three of them together and it like I mean it felt great I don't think it would have worked if they hadn't released them week after week you know right. like, if there was that year gap year or two gap between them uh, yeah but oh if there was any 
sort of like actual gap that would have been a real pain in the ass <laughs> <laughs> like honestly um so it's definitely got that sort of anthology feel to it that i also really liked um i i it felt weird too because you kind of go back and say it's like a story told in reverse in a way yeah Mm-hmm. Well, in in several ways, I guess, but um, yeah, I think they super fucking pulled it off, which I was happy about. Oh yeah, and, and they felt they felt like three or I, the third one, most of all, like felt it, it was like the witch almost. I mean that yeah. obviously that the change up was crazy. It, it was, man. Yeah, it was. It felt like a different film from. I mean, are we spoiling it? Do I want to? It's not. I guess it's not a spoiler, but like when it jumps to present day, that cut when it's like 1994 part two, Mm -hmm. they felt like two totally different films, but still cohesive together in the story. And I thought that was fantastic. I think I just I was like so bought into that time that when the switch happens, you're like, oh, yeah, huh? I forgot. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's a whole nother thing going on. Yeah. Right. And when they start, you know, using the same actors and actresses again, because they didn't do that in the I second one. I kind of didn't like that part. I wish, like, I get if Sarah Fear was whatever the main girl's name is, since she was the one experiencing it, but when it was, like, her classmates and the other people in the town, I was... Yeah, and, like, her brother. I kind of rolled my eyes at that. Uh, I, I think it was probably done just so you... Like have a way of recognizing them, I guess, um, because you know not only was it and and super awful with names, um, the main girl not only was she you know Seraphir instead of actual Seraphir, um, she she jumped into the world and she's like, yeah, I know exactly what's going on and who these people are, and yeah, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't like it was her inhabiting the body and making decisions. It was just a way to tell the audience that that's, you know, who this person is, I guess. And yeah. it was, it was a little, it was a strange uh, thing to do. And like you said, um, you know, if it was the one girl, fine, because she's the one who quote unquote went back in time and is able to see this and, you know, sure, fine. Uh, but at the same time, the other, all the other people and kids and, yeah. you know, that actually had no place being there, literally speaking. But um, no, just like her that, that's literally the worst thing the I can say about the entire trilogy of movies. Like that's my least favorite part, and that's right, really nothing. So right, and and I agree with you, Lyle. I think that you know the her brain filling in the gaps. I think is a a perfectly valid way to uh, yeah. to view that. Um, but also maybe I've been playing video games for too long and I guess it, it was the 90s but like they talked about the Konami code one too many times yeah. for me to not be like okay like mm-hmm. come on and, and I get like, was, maybe that's not a reference that's been baked into everyone's brain for the last 25 years but uh, and the, the fact that it like played a role right like yeah um, it, even that that 90s season definitely bordered on like this is just a little too much right this is just you're coming hard and fast with the the 90s references here and yeah. it's, it's borderline too much um 
almost Stranger Things season three ish to me or two. Maybe two was the one I thought was worth. Anyway, uh, really cool. I was definitely surprised. And I asked you, Jacob, I was like, these books cannot be this good. Like they they took yeah. the source material and they must have ran with it because those books cannot be that good, right? Or else I we would have heard about them. They'd probably be more I popular. Guess in, unless you know, it's totally plausible. If someone told me told me about it, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to read some R.L. Stein book." You know, I probably said something like that, uh, and uh, now regret it. They could have been great. I have a uh, a friend who loves them or said she loved them when she was. Uh, a teenager anyway i, mean, I don't know if she's I, read them as an adult and has any like current reference for it but it's it's not that a, there's anything inherently wrong with rl stein i mean i think the goosebumps books especially for what they are are really good yeah, exactly. but yeah yeah um but it was just, it, you know it was at that point where <laughs> that's not what i want to spend my time reading when i do choose to read something yeah and this this story and i'll i I looked it up because i was like man you know okay three-part movie whatever this this must be like you know a half dozen books or something no he did like a series of books for a long ass time and um i don't i assume it's like part of the series that this is adapted from so i don't even know where to i'm sure somebody's putting together like a vice article or something but um i don't even know what to read to see how this stacks up to that story um because there were definitely a lot of like modern and mature themes you know from the the lesbian couples and all this other stuff that um to their credit didn't really feel shoehorned in or anything just felt really natural so uh, props to them for that but um I am really interested to see what the source material looks like for this. In yeah, the and way. they you know they kind of leave it open at the end for more more stories from Fear Street. Uh so I'm I'm totally down for more if they want to I don't really know what they would do, right? Cuz they're obviously not going to just show more shady side killers cuz we know like what the root of that is uh by the end yeah. of these films. And that was but... I mean theoretically resolved right like that's they they have the news broadcast where it's like well i guess we're just gonna spoil the shit out of this aren't we uh, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you could you could put a little beep over that like we could um, beat around the bush uh, I, uh, that part in particular i think is is maybe something i want to edit around but um uh, you know what you could do? You could just name the episode Fear Street Spoilers. Fear Street Spoilers, and that's just what we're going to talk about for two and a half hours. Um, but yeah, they have the uh, the the thing at the end where it's like, oh, he's he they this we we found the serial killer is what I'll say. And um, but yeah, that, okay, but so the book. so you know, there's there's still mischief to be had who, who, in in who, Shady Side. Who got the book? I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy or nothing. But those hands looked a little dark, you know. <laughs> to me, I, I watched it twice. I, I, I like oh. had to rewind. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, well, I mean, not the whole thing, just that. That, yeah. thing, that actually the, that that right. reminds me. Was the third movie like just overall too dark? For you guys, I was fucking with my TV settings for so long trying to find it, like make it watchable because half of that movie is in the woods at night. Uh, um, and eventually I found something that worked, but I was like all of my stuff at peak brightness and whack shit like that. I didn't feel that I didn't 
Well, I don't remember feeling that way. No, um, I don't either. Uh, the I other two, I, I totally didn't notice at all. But the third one in particular, like, it was at night. So I didn't have, you know, there was no ambient light around. Right. Uh, and I, I still was straining to see. No, I, I don't remember that being an issue. But um, now that I think about it, maybe if that's if that makes any sense at all. Um I don't know. I just, uh, if if anything, I thought it was like a good setting, you know, or good way to set the mood or something to yeah. the tone of yeah. that because it definitely had that, like you said, the witch tone, um, though slightly more straightforward than the witch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really cool, though. Um, am I the only one? Well, okay, well no, Lyle's here. Um, but well, is that is that all we have to say about Fear Street, I think? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna love when Matt jumps into this podcast halfway through because he's, he's like, "Yo, watch this!" He's watching the movie right now uh, and has some more shit to say. He's like, "Guys, I like the horror thing," and we're like, "Yeah, cool, <laughs> thanks. Welcome to the fucking club." Uh, so, Space Jam. Um, I rewatched right. the original Space Jam in anticipation for this, and now I'm feeling like I should probably just leave it at that and be good with watching. Uh, you probably. Could. <laughs> Get away with it. <laughs> I, mean, so I don't feel like I'd be missing out if I didn't see it. Here's the thing. Uh when I first so I watched this movie twice, as I've done with HBO stuff, because um my partner at work was watching it in the truck and I was, you know, listening and, and seeing long parts of that. And then I watched it again with my wife. And hmm. so the first time I had one good thing to say about it <laughs> and i don't want to explain the joke but lyle um when they find the basketball player that's the the one i'm talking about uh-huh um i thought that was really goddamn good oh yeah uh, and i mean granny was pretty good throughout the entire thing oh, um, for sure but when i watched it the second time i actually appreciated it quite a bit more uh like i still don't know who this movie is for like it's it's right. clearly written as a kids movie like the writing is awful like in a way that's okay um Lyle if you had to guess how many times did they say variations of LeBron James or King James Do you have an actual uh, answer to this I'm just curious I, I do I know. do not it was like thousands know. Yeah 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 Definitely. They said it so fucking much man like Yes I do, like I don't get it. <laughs> I wish I like... could find I found I saw one thing on Twitter that just like compared the two movies just looking at how Michael Jackson oh Michael Jackson I think I did that last time I was talking about Space Jam also Michael Jordan <laughs> Michael kind Jackson, of like Space Jam. how how He's such a different movie not seriously right? he took himself and like shit like that and how uh LeBron James like only wanted to be made to look like the best and shit like that um as far as the movie's yeah. concerned? Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Like, when this movie starts, and up up until the point where, like, the villain becomes very clear, and even, even a little past that, I'm like, oh, LeBron is the villain in this movie. Like, he's a <laughs> dick to his son. He, like, he's a fucking yeah, dick to his son. Like, he sucks. It um, wasn't a good enough explanation that his coach one time was like, hey, you're playing video games. You gotta get your head in the game. And then, you know, like, ever after that, he's like, oh, video games, girl. Video games are the devil, Bobby. 
<laughs> yeah. Dude, stay away from those video games. Anyways, but I thought that was kind of like weird. Yeah, Solid like board. the way he was he was portrayed as an asshole, and that surprised the hell out of me. Because I'm like, this uh-huh. is like this is LeBron's fucking movie, right? Like they say his name eight thousand times. Like he he ostensibly made this happen, as far as I'm aware. Um, like it's it's really weird. A- anyway, um, they say his name a million times. Jacob in the first Space Jam, do they say Michael Jackson a million times? <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely not. Or do they say Michael Jordan a million times? Not a million. I mean, they definitely they do. I mean, they do. I they say his name, but it's not like a billion times or anything. Like they in in normal conversations where you're just gonna be like, "Hey, man," somebody's like, "Hey, LeBron," and you're like, "What?" <laughs> um, at the end, Lyle, when they get out of the portal, uh, like Malik or whatever his his homie manager or whatever comes up, mm-hmm. and when they're hugging, he says LeBron like three times. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like he's sobbing. Like, what the hell is going on? Um, yeah, there's just some really other. Weird. There's, there's some other things. There's a bunch of odd things. So, like, um, the beginning of this movie with the credits, and I think this was the way in the original. They show a bunch of like LeBron James highlights, and it's yes. just a bunch of, you know, here's the press conference where he left the Cavaliers for the first time, and when he decided to, you know, go to Miami and all this stuff. And there's one of those clips where it's him and his his mom, and his mom's name is Gloria, Gloria James. In the movie, her name is not Gloria. And they they never say her name, but I was looking at the cast, uh-huh. and her name is not Gloria James. What? That's weird. What is the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They that say it so out weird. loud. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't know if it was like a... Uh, she was like no i don't want to I don't, I don't know but they still put the clip like they put the real life video and audio of gloria james yeah. and yeah it's there's there's just some really weird shit um and the jokes most of the jokes like are adult not like not like raunchy adult but like right, rick right. and morty show up and yeah is, is rick and morty playing but- to the kids like what's going on here? <laughs> um, there's Game of Thrones jokes. There's uh, when he's yeah. flying through the serververse, he goes through like the Matrix planet, uh-huh. and you know topical references like that. And it's just like it, combine that with the Looney Tunes, which you know inherently for kids, but uh, but, but are, not relevant. Yeah, like modern kids, are they going to get down with the Looney Tunes? I don't think so. Nah, um, dude. It's like this whole movie felt like it should have been a Fortnite thing. Like, hey, <laughs> we're Warner Brothers. We have all of these licenses. Here's Pennywise the fucking clown standing ringside and uh, with the White Walkers. And here's a, an animated version of um, LeBron James as Robin and all this other stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. you really could have just made this as a Fortnite thing with only Warner Brothers properties and you wouldn't have noticed like <laughs> in the same way that like Ready Player One was kind of that um and uh, okay so another another really stupid thing um when they show up and right before he turns into Robin he says something about it being Metropolis but but like Batman's the main focus of this yeah like does Warner Brothers not know <laughs> what like uh, sure superman was there fine but 
uh, it was it was just kind of weird. Like it, it was at it. weird, and then they just don't have enough like relevant properties because like Ready Player One, there were so many things that I connected to, and like I got that hit of nostalgia. With this, there were very few that I even gave a shit about, and they kept showing the same things over and over, and the same yeah. people there, and it was like you guys don't have enough for this. Well, it was and not like for like variety, uh, just for the eye, it was like after a while, it was displeasing to watch Pennywise dance along with the White Walkers courtside. And that's kind of crazy to say because that's like such a wild thing to see. Right. Uh, They're just like, there was a ton of, I mean, I would say there was a ton of variety in that crowd. You know, everything from uh, Mystery Inc. to uh, fucking Grape Ape or whatever the hell. But like, you could see all of it on one view though. Yeah, and and they don't surface any of that stuff. Like, the stuff they surface is like okay, Game of Thrones. They yeah. they talk about several times. Harry Potter. They talk about several times. Um, they, like Batman. So like okay, cool. If there's what looks like a Jack Nicholson Joker and all this stuff. Like so, the movie was made for thirty year olds. It like it was, I but think... at the same time, it's written so awfully that like <laughs> it wasn't good it, enough to keep. It my has interest. to be for children. They just made a bad kids movie, as far as I'm concerned. But then Lyle shows up and he's like, "Yeah, my kids loved it." And I'm like, "Well, like." <laughs> Because they, they relate did. to Bugs yeah. Bunny, or what's going on? <laughs> like, I have no idea. Well, my kids are a little weird too. So, <laughs> sure, and like you know, I I get that. Um, I mean, it seems like the reviews are not awful on this thing, but yeah. it just it. I could not tell who it was for at any point in time. Um, it felt like, as you said, Ready Player One, but that that was meant to be nostalgia, and this was like trying to be relevant because, like. Mm-hmm. We should probably talk about the fact that very little basketball is played in this movie. Yeah. Um, the the story goes: LeBron's son is making his own video game, and what he's making is like a a super powered NBA Jam sort of thing. And yeah. um, Algae Rhythm, the the algorithm of Warner Brothers. That, dude. The first time oh, I heard it, I thought God, it was, that was so bad. Like it, it makes sense because it's this dumb personification of an algorithm, which uh, yeah, of yeah. course it's gonna suck. Um, but you know, blah 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 blah. LeBron James gets sucked in because he hated the algorithm, the the quote unquote idea that the algorithm had. Um, and to be fair, algorithms he, are pretty bad. He yes, um, he challenges LeBron to a quote unquote game of basketball. And they're playing his son's um, Dom Ball, he calls it. But again, it's like a, a weird NBA Jam sort of thing with like jump pads and power-ups and all this other stuff. Um, so like most of the movie is not actually playing basketball. And it's sort of the realization from LeBron, who's like, yo, it's all about fundamentals inside the four lines. You you know, you play the game of basketball, no distractions, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, he has to learn, like, oh, this isn't basketball, so maybe my son, you know, is is fine or whatever. I don't really know what the the whole course of his character arc was supposed to be. But um, uh, the whole point of this is they released a free Space Jam video game, which is a fucking side-scrolling arcade beat-em-up. Why that the fuck didn't they, why didn't they just release that fucking bullshit NBA Jam thing? That would have been fun as hell. That would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have yeah. been super awesome. But no, it had to be a fucking dumbass Streets of Rage like that yeah. is not, not very good. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a weird ass movie. Did like, you ever play that old Looney Tune basketball? Or was it Space Jam? I don't know what it was. I mean, that was probably a Space Jam basketball game when uh, the original came out, right? 
Probably. Super uh, Super Nintendo Genesis. Looney yeah. Tunes anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. That was a cool game. For sure. Um, I also liked the part where Bugs Bunny was getting fucking shit faced because all his friends were gone, <laughs> and I thought that was a very good joke for kids. Yes, <laughs> Big totally. Chungus in it. Yes. Yeah. For no side. shit. Yes. Yeah. So there's a there's a dude on Twitter who's uh, killing himself because yep. Chungus was in this movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know That's who it is. I don't know if it's a person, but yeah, he tweeted if Big Chungus is in this movie, I'm killing myself. And then he uh, he, he quote he quote tweeted, "Well, it's been fun. <laughs> Goodbye, world, or something." Ah <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. So it's Big like, Chungus finally killed a man. Literally, if you have a big enough magnifying glass, there's literally every Warner Brothers thing in this movie. Like, it's it's weird. But yeah, back to the crowd, Lyle. That was on, like, the shortest video loop I've ever seen. Like, did you yeah. notice that? It yes. was like, they had <laughs> one move, and then it just, like, replayed and replayed and replayed yeah. and replayed. And it was No one gives mad. a shit about Magilla Gorilla, dude. No, no one, one gives a shit. <laughs> um, I, I thought the, the Iron Giant joke and then him showing up in the stands was, was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when uh, LeBron well, is selecting his team... Yeah, Space Ghost was hanging out, like Harvey Birdman. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just a bunch of like curiosities, but you could also look at a screenshot and get the same effect out of it. Yeah, exactly. 99% of the stuff in here did not play into it at all. Um, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just a weird thing. Uh, like, like I said, the second time, I, I don't think I ended up hating it. I just am still very confused as to what they wanted this to be, who was supposed to be watching this, who was supposed to be getting what out of it. Um, yeah, it was a confused vision for sure. But hey, it worked for your kids. It seems to be working for other kids. I don't know. Uh, and I do know that they're like I was I was cruising HBO Max today and they do have like a modern Looney Tunes show. Um, there, and there's there's that like Animaniacs reboot and there there's. It seems like they're trying to bring a lot of this stuff back. The kids um, were real excited when the Animaniacs were on the UFO. I mean, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Even that, I watched like the first episode of that new show, and I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what else did we have? What else do we have in common? Well, Jacob, I know uh, you watched Censor, but. Uh, I did. It's I never been, got around been, to watching it. Oh, okay. Well, we can. I don't need to talk about it then. It was, it was good. I've seen. I've been inundated with Fear Street uh, since then, so that's fresh, freshest on my mind. Uh, right. But it it definitely had a great vibe. Uh, it was a fun watch. Cool. Um, uh, did anyone else watch Werewolves Within or just Jordan just and I squeezed it in? Did anybody? Oh, else watch nice. Season of Stars, <laughs> or was that just me? Of what? Oh, that was B stars. I don't know what a B star is, but uh... that's that uh, that free anime on Netflix. It's got the sexy wolf. <laughs> it's got a sexy snake in it too. Apparently, speaking of wolves, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Werewolves Within was fucking dope, dude. Yeah, that was it good. was it was fun. I wish the werewolf looked cooler. Uh. Yeah, it kind of looked really like, like Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan's uh, thriller, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was. It was like it was too Teen Wolfy. I I wanted more yeah. like American Werewolf in London. 
I mean, I, I can agree with you there, but the entire um, <laughs> like tone of this movie definitely, I thought it fit in with. Yeah, um, it's such a such a wild thing that like Ubisoft comes along and they're like, "Yo, we're gonna make a movie about this VR game that doesn't really have a story to it, and we're just gonna make a story here." And also, um, some of your favorite character actors are in it. Yeah, and it's gonna be great. And uh, the girl from the uh, AT and T commercials is in it as well. Yeah. <laughs> and not not Leslie Jones, the other one. Um, I have to I have to give a shout out though to uh, Sam Richardson. Guillermo, Guillermo? Oh, well, Guillermo. Guillermo. <laughs> but uh, Sam Richardson, who plays uh, Finn in the movie, I think is fucking great and i have unknowingly watched like five things with him in it since our last podcast um he is in that shitty tomorrow war movie that i also watched oh dude <laughs> but he's a national treasure man that guy's so funny wait who is it though he was he was finn he was the lead in uh oh, yeah 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 he's uh, really fucking funny and then yeah guillermo guillermo was uh was there and then um was the other one I was thinking of? Well, the fucking the shitty like white trash couple. Um, I don't know who either of them are, but they were fucking great too. <laughs> really, I thought it was really funny. I don't know. It it definitely wasn't like scary. Um, it was a werewolf who done it, and yeah, it was a it was a fun little like re- relatively close to Knives Out. I thought it did well enough to. Uh, <laughs> to not make me be like, oh, I just want to watch Knives Out, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good movie. Uh, but I did, uh, Tomorrow War, bad. Real stupid. Um, I, I cannot... I was talking I about that one being real big dog shit. I wanted to see. It was stupid. Like, it was exceedingly stupid. So we can um, talk about it. Um, Matt, I believe, spoiled it for us. Is this the one... Uh, by the way, spoilers, if you if you really want to watch this movie, hit the skip forward button probably two times. Um, It's a simulation, right? No. No? No. What the hell was... Was that the, oh, was yeah, that the that ghost movie? The, yeah, yes, yeah. the ghost one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay well, now, just, now I'm not going to watch that. Now somebody <laughs> just skipped forward to the... To yeah, but, into but we didn't say the name of the movie. We're fine. We're fine. It's it's the ghost one he was talking about, Jacob. You, you'll you'll be able to find that. Um. So no, it's uh, here's here's your premise. Um, Chris Pratt is a um army guy who so, is really quick. Can I just say this movie already sucks? But it it, <laughs> it looked like generic sci-fi action movie is like that's that's what they could have fucking named it it was like boilerplate future I mean, alien time like it oh milk toast action movie yeah it's even dumber than that though <laughs> so chris pratt is this ex-army guy and he's like teaching right and he's trying to like i don't know do something else with his life sorry lyle and um <laughs> He's watching like the World Cup or some shit, and these people materialize from the future onto the field, and they're like, "Yo, we're from 20 years from now. Um, there's an alien. There's a, a race of monsters fucking murdering all of us, and we need to go into the past to find people to fight for us." 
And it's the stupidest concept I've ever heard. Because, like, if, if that's your only option, if if you are left with, yo, let's go get some more fodder for the war machine, like, you lost. It's over. <laughs> Give up. <laughs> like, that's not what's going to happen. And so they, they, like, hibernate every seven days or some shit. So... Your your tour every five I hibernate. Well, <laughs> your your tour as a a pastman um, in the future war is just seven days, and if you survive that seven days, you fulfill your your purpose, and you no longer have to serve. Which again, if you're losing this bad, why would you just immediately exclude the quote unquote best fighters you have? Uh... <laughs> but whatever, it's like saying you kill a Nazi, you get to go home. Um, <laughs> So it's just like a bunch of that stupid shit. And then when uh, Chris Pratt gets to the the future, he runs into um, one of the only other named, um, like, big name actresses, uh, Yvonne Strahovski, who plays this, like, military commander. And immediately, immediately you're like, oh, that's Chris Pratt's daughter. Like, that, duh. That's fucking obvious, because he's got a daughter in, in uh, the movie, and she's, like, wicked smart, even for, even though she's, like, 13 or something, and uh, they try to play it off as, like, this big thing when they reveal, yes, right. it's his daughter, and she's fucking mad at him because uh, his her uh, parents split up at some point, even though, you know, he lives in the past, and their parents, they're still together, and he's like, wait, why did we split up? And she's like, I won't tell you. It's fucking stupid. I hate it so much. Right. I thought it was very bad. Um, don't watch it. It's on Amazon Prime, so stay away from Amazon Prime. <laughs> they are fucking marketing that shit like crazy. Um, this is all, and not that I had high expectations for this movie, but this is also the second Amazon Prime movie in a row where I've watched and been like, "Oh, that was not worth my time." Uh, yeah, what what was worse, uh, Tomorrow War or whatever that Mark Wahlberg piece of shit was? Oh, um probably the mark Wahlberg one because um i can't even tell you a single thing about it anymore oh i I hope that one would have at least had like good fight choreography or something like that i mean there was some cool shit in this movie um the whole like concept of taking the people into the future they're like yo you're gonna teleport into the future once this happens you're gonna be like 10 feet off the ground or something so like be prepared you're gonna hit the ground and something gets fucked up and they all drop from like a thousand feet in the air so like half of this force that they send just plummets to their death um while the other half lands in a a pool on a rooftop which is um not gonna save you but also fortuitous for our main characters um (laughs) It's like it was just a cool scene. You remember in uh, Godzilla where they're like dropping in with the red flares? Yeah, the flares. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah it reminded me cool. of that. It actually looked oh. really fucking cool and like made me think, "Yo, this movie might have something to it." Um, there were some other like cool looking moments, but from a story perspective, and as you know, when you're you need to have at least some of that, um, especially when those cool moments were spread out far enough that I didn't think it was enough to save it. Um, yeah, it, uh, it is not worth your time, I would say, unless you, like, I don't know, have never seen a movie before or something. <laughs> yeah, I just had to get that I've on never my seen a movie. <laughs> I know you haven't, but I feel like you uh, should also skip it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should watch Boss Level instead. I actually thought that movie was quite enjoyable. I'm actually rewatching Boss Baby for the tenth time right now. <laughs> God are damn gonna, it! Are you going to start a podcast like that Grown Ups one? 
Oh, gee. Oh, yeah. Where they watch Grown Ups <laughs> once a year and uh, record a, a podcast once a year. That's fun. No, they did it like every day. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. They watched it like every day for a year. And it might have been like Grown Ups 2, even, which is like <laughs> somehow, somehow worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, what, what, what else came up on your plate, Jacob? I feel like there was something else that was like. Anything else having to do with the sexual prowess of David Spade? uh no unfortunately uh i did watch uh jodorowsky's dune on jordan's recommendation my god is that a fantastic documentary oh yes Um, it it's i don't even really know to say about it especially if you're not like familiar with dune at all uh this is the director of the holy mountain uh which is some like insane acid trip spiritual journey film made in like the 70s um yes and he (laughs) wait what yes um accurate description of that movie (laughs) (laughs) i've never seen the whole thing but i had i had seen clips of it before watching this movie actually um just the way they describe it man it's it's insane they were it was before star wars uh, so, you know, if they just talk about if this movie had come out, well, um, fuck, they talk about everything that it influenced, even though it hadn't been released at the end of the film, which is insane. Also, uh, H.R. Geiger was working on this before Alien ever mm-hmm. came out. Um, I mean, just a ton of huge sci-fi names were all attached to this before, like, big breaks happened. Uh, it was it was great. I've yeah. I've super steeped in the Duneverse right now. Uh, Ariel and I are uh, finishing up the Deathly Hollows audiobook, and then we're jumping right back into Dune. Uh, and I plan on at least doing the ones that Frank Herbert wrote. I know that they there's like 12 or 15 books in the whole series, and I think he only wrote like six of them before he died or something like that. Didn't his son write the others? Yeah, it was his son and someone else. So like, I know that they're all... I hope would at least still be like semi faithful, but yeah, I imagine a situation like that. It's like, well, I don't, I don't know, know that my Herbert dad's died, actually, but yeah. yeah, but does that go the other way? You know, that's, that's there's the a, thing. There's a great point in the film where, uh, you know, he, they, he, they pitched this movie everywhere and no one wanted, no one wanted to make it. And then years later he heard that David Lynch was directing Dune, uh, and his kids really wanted to see it. And he's like, no, I can't. I can't go see that movie. It'll kill me. I'll, di- I'll die. Uh, and they, they finally drug him there. And he said he was sitting there with died. his fingers, like his head in his hands, looking through his fingers. And he perked up <laughs> and he was like, oh, thank God this movie's shit. Uh, and was just like so excited about how god awful that uh, David Lynch movie was. He, before that, he talked about how much he admires David Lynch and like likes his directing and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, the the funny uh, part is like Lynch is all, like I'm not gonna put him on the same level now, but um he's almost like an American version of Yodorowsky. Like he, yeah. he in in both that's where he's from, but also in sensibilities. Um because like you you can't just you know El Topo, the Holy Mountain, you can't make those movies in America. Like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, yep. Requiem for a Dream is probably as close as you get to anything even sort of similar to that, or that that one scene in Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> um, but like, it's just 
it, it was one of those like really weird things that like oh Yodorowski was gonna do it and then David Lynch did it um kind of two kindred spirits and it's I don't know that that whole story him as a person as a director um, yeah he's fascinating dude I mean uh the I you can really only call it abuse right that he put his son through to train to be Paul only for the movie not to be made uh right is insane uh he said he he trained like six hours a day six days a week or something crazy like that uh probably even more yeah he has a little bit of that um like stanley kubrick baked into him right where he's just like hyper focused on the result yeah and it doesn't matter what happens yeah exactly yeah it doesn't really matter what it takes to get there um little known fact Alejandro yodorowsky is still alive he's fucking 92 years old man damn yeah that's nice yeah, it's always that's, nice that's when wild doesn't die in their fucking 60s if <laughs> if you want to see a fucking wild thing like i don't even if you don't give a shit about dune um i i recommend that wholeheartedly because it's, it's, a, yeah, fascinating it really is, human. it's a fascinating look at just like the history of sci-fi also uh and seeing like i said what what this piece of art has since gone on to to influence he says at the end uh that like you know they've got they talk about that book that was made and mailed out to all of the production companies like laying out scene by scene exactly what's going to happen with art and shit like that uh it's like you've got the blueprints he he said he'd finally be okay with someone else making it but i don't think you could make a movie like that now even with like the roadmap he had set out i don't think i don't think it's possible uh, no probably not I mean, it would take somebody fucking special, and by special, yeah. I mean fucked up. Um, <laughs> I watch Ari cool, Aster's though. Dune. Ari Aster's Yodorowsky's Dune. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, who? Uh, Gasp- Gasper No, or uh, however you say his name, and he'd be great. Yeah. That dude's fucking weird. Except there'd be a lot of sex in it. Um, Guillermo del Toro's <laughs> Dune. That, even that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. With with this new stuff coming out, and they're they're pumping a lot of money into this new um, series of movies. I'm sure. Um, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen realistically. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm I need to stop hoping that this Dune movie is going to be good, and just get myself ready for it to be a disappointment, <laughs> so I can be pleasantly surprised when it's not half bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can get behind that. But at the same time, like HBO and I'm like, oh shit, this is probably gonna be great because you know, when's the last HBO thing I saw that I didn't like? That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. This week, yeah. But also but also <laughs> you're right, you're right. But also that was more like Warner Brothers, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, like okay. Yeah, this, this, don't get me wrong, Dune is still Warner Brothers. I'm I'm being facetious here, but uh yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, Ariel and I, uh, uh, just restarted watching, well, I'm rewatching it and she's watching it for the first time community. Uh, I'm glad to say I haven't watched it in years. I mean, I I was watching the show while it was airing and never actually finished the series. Uh, so we're like midway through season two right now still holds up. I was worried that like, maybe it wouldn't be funny anymore or it would be a little like Pierce is pretty uh on pc we'll just put it like that he says a lot of shit <laughs> yeah. that's like kind of not okay uh 
but, but so does the actor who actually plays him. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know I, that he only gets worse as the series goes on. Yeah. Like Chevy Chase as a person, so also Pierce. <laughs> There's like one bad episode in that, right? Like, not like bad quality-wise, but is there like a blackface thing or something? Uh, it's not even so yeah, it's the advanced dungeons and dragons, and Chang is a he's a dark elf. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. I, I struggle to call it blackface, but it has been removed from streaming services just uh just in case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that's a that actually was a really funny episode. It's it's one of those things where like the entire time I I watched that because I rewatched rewatched it relatively recently, um, you know yeah Chevy Chase is up to some stuff right but like none of it is uh, super offensive like it's it's almost played off and even the yeah. dark elf thing I think was played off as like a a clever joke as as in like oh you know he's it's it's not a black guy it's a dark elf you know like that sort of thing um if that makes any sense at all um, yeah but yes that that show does still hold up i've also been much. saying troy and abed in the morning for like three <laughs> weeks now nice when you're just making coffee <laughs> you just you just gotta get it done um all right lyle huh i didn't do nothing yeah, I, you I, did. I, no, well, okay. So I watched Fear Street. I watched Werewolves Within. I read Kill Creek. I really want to talk about Kill Creek because I okay. have not mentioned it yet. I was going to save it till I finished it to mention it, and oh, then nice. I finished it, and you started and finished it in the time <laughs> since we recorded our last episode. So, yeah, Kill Creek. Y'all should start reading books. Is what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, there. I looked it up. And much like, um, what was that other one, Lyle? The um, the the day I died, was that it? The summer summer I, died. I died. The summer yeah. I died. Much like the summer I died, they have been advertising a you know film adaptation coming soon uh, for about ten years. Mm, um, first of all, I don't think Kill Creek would transition very well into um, a a uh, strictly visual format. Um, but goddamn, it would be difficult. I think, like, there are certain parts where I'm like, yeah, you know, this is visual enough, but the way it, you know, circles around characters and uh, gives you like different perspectives, it would it would be a challenge in a way that, like, yeah. if it actually got announced, I probably wouldn't be as excited about it. Despite the fact that I fucking love this book, man, mm-hmm. it really surprised me and reading that hot on the heels of horror store like another book i actually really loved uh despite its its faults it had some faults for sure um but yeah kill creek just the the entire presentation of these four authors that show up to this house at the behest of this like (laughs) what is essentially an internet troll um who you know does these interviews and like knows how to trigger people and get good content out of it mm-hmm. um and the way that unfolds with how how the house is haunted and like all that stuff i thought was really fucking cool um i it, it, i struggle to ever read a book where i'm like man that was like scary yeah well you I, know what the thing that it does really well and it talks about it from a character's perspective where he's a writer who he knows how to scare the audience by uh, including the unknown in his writings. Mm -hmm. And so 
this book does a good job of keeping those unknowns that really kind of fuck with you a little bit. I think uh, it's like when you watch 1408 for the first time and it twists and turns a bit, like mm-hmm. you get a lot of that, I think in kill Creek where you think you've got something and you're like, Oh no, wait, what? Yeah. And then there's the parts where you're like, Oh, it just reveals something very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a phone call with Daniel slaughter and <laughs> Oh God, dude, like it just is fucking crushing. And it's just like, Jesus, how much like more has to happen right now? Considering you know the the events that just unfolded, and then you're gonna throw this into it, yeah. And you're only halfway through the book, like oh god. And it it played together so beautifully. Um, even the like, there are so many threads where he, he'll throw them out there, and you're like, oh okay, that's just like some sort of character development or something. And then it actually is impactful to the story, and it like oh, ties together sure. in certain ways. And it's well, like. I kind of mentioned their writing styles when me and you were talking about it because I felt like sometimes it felt like the story perspective was changing, even though it was kind of talking like third person about everything, but it felt like the perspective narrowed when it talked about certain people in certain places. And it's just how well they developed the characters. I think that you've like got a a sense of who they are and you felt, um, familiar with them and their work and things like that. So you could like notice those little moments. Yeah. It, it had that, what the hell did I, I felt like it was like first person, third person or some shit like it was that. Weird, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, so you have your, your seasoned horror author. We'll go ahead and call him Stephen King. And then you have your like teen horror author and who's like an RL Stein. Mm-hmm. And there's like the, uh, the female, like, I don't want to say like Twilight, but she she makes like erotic sort of horror, mm-hmm. and then um, your main Much guy more brutal than Twilight, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, but like that, yeah, that type of of thing. Um, and it's all in third person, like nobody's narrating this story. But when there's a chapter that's talking about, oh, Daniel Slaughter, he's a a Christian teen horror book writer, and it's just like the whole thing is told in a way that makes you feel like he's writing it about himself, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. it really, really cool stuff. Um, and unlike a lot of other, especially in horror, I thought the ending was pretty damn good too. I mean, not yeah. to, not to re- make too quick of a parallel to fear. Street. I felt like um, th- that was kind of a bummer for me because I felt like there was a moment in the story, almost just over halfway in, I think, where I was like, Oh yeah, that's how that's gonna end, and it did. Yeah. Oh god, no. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see so that as well. The characters enough, you can kind of follow that. Um, there were definitely some steps along that path that I thought were were clever. Uh, we didn't, it didn't just get there. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like once that like climax was nearing, um, his writing, as in the author's writing, um, got a little stale. Like there were just a, a lot of like, oh, his fucking legs broken again, or you know, like a lot of the hand getting cut off from Star Wars sort of shit. Whereas, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you lost a little bit of creativity here, but that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool book. And what was that like? Six hundred pages? 
It was a pretty easy read. Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. That's the first book in a long ass time where I've been just sitting there and then like, oh, I have to f- keep reading this book. Like, I, yeah. I need to f- go through this. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think I talked to you about it for like three or maybe four days. That's how long it took me to read it. Yeah, you really burned through that motherfucker. That's for sure. Um, it just it like pulls you through it, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's crazy. It felt like a um, like a good uh, procedural TV show where they're all like every episode ends on a cliffhanger where you're like, well, fuck, mm-hmm. you know. Especially if it's a weekly thing. Um, I felt like every chapter it it didn't purposely end on you know and then there was a knock on the door sort of shit but it it, right. it was like okay now i gotta see what's in store next in one way or another um really cool mm-hmm. uh other than that that's... let's see so I, I did kill creek i'm trying to think of any game that i played oh i played a little bit of uh builder's journey oh yeah it was so it was okay it's okay yeah <laughs> it's, it's a little thing um it gets a little crazier, uh, like as you go through, but it's still that same style of yeah. I think it's game. one of those things. Maybe if you just want to relax and zone out on something, you could. Yeah, I'd listen to a podcast and like look at something that looks absolutely fucking beautiful because that game yeah, does. For sure. <laughs> um, did you? Oh, never mind. What's up? Never mind. You already told me you didn't play, play Cruelty Squad. Nah, dude, I installed it and I downloaded it and I didn't play it. I, I get four it. Four movies instead. I I, I understand <laughs> because okay, um, Trace and Jacob, I need you to go to your search engine of choice and look up Cruelty Squad right now. Um, oh, dude, I, it looks crazy. What the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, looks like, this looks like Rainbow Six met ET and Doom. Sort of, but also on an acid trip. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that's the PT part, not PT. Uh, sorry, what is it? What was the acid trip game? The Dream Simulator. Uh, uh psychonauts. No, there was a there was what a, the a wacky fucking ROM that was um, not PT. It's uh, there, there is a game that um either came out recently or re came out recently. It is like Dream Simulator or something like that. And it, it actually does remind me of this. I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but LSD Dream Dream Simulator. Yes. Okay, oh, that is okay. the one I was thinking of. Um, that's not recent. That's like that's old. Well, it like re came out. I think. Oh. They they like touched it up or something. Um, I don't want it touched up. I like how fucking wacky it is and how none of it makes sense and like maybe it's creepy. In, yeah, I don't. That that was my impression of it. That might not be true, but yes, I agree with you. Um, looks like fucking Xavier Renegade Angel or some bullshit like. Um, when I first, when I first played it, I was like, oh my God, like, I think Lyle would enjoy the shit out of this game. So I sent him a message. I was like, Hey, you should, you should get this. And he's like, that looks rough. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, I was a little bit to concerned make, about like vertigo or I don't know, uh, seizures or something to make matters worse. Um, you like most of the screenshots you're looking at, I'm sure are from um, in-game images or, or something uh, where it's like, it's like golden eye, you know, that's kind of how it plays. Mm-hmm. Um, your like menu screen is like an acid trip MS DOS screen. Yikes. 
it's so you're you're playing it and while you're on the menu screen you're like oh i gotta get into a mission and while you're on a mission you're like oh i gotta get back to that menu screen (laughs) (laughs) but it's really fucking wild so the premise of this game is you are like a killer for hire and you're going after like ceos and stuff um and not only is it just crazy fucking weird in visual and also story but it's got a lot of like what cyberpunk was trying to do with like body augmentations and all this other like crazy ass shit um that makes it like there's actually some depth to this and then you add into the fact where there's a stock market so if you want to you can just be playing the stock market and you're like oh i just got a contract to kill the ceo of this company here's what i can do with that stock that's pretty cool to my benefit you know and just like it's so wild and i love it like i fucking love it's it is impossible to look at um it gave me a headache very quickly into it but it's just it's got so much going on that i absolutely adore this game and you can tell that the the person or people that made it put so much effort into the systems and making it look like an LSD dream, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for lack of a better term. Um, It's, it's really fucking cool. It's like 20 bucks on steam. I'm having a blast and I cannot wait to play more of it. (laughs) Anyway, I just had to derail because I think everyone should (laughs) experience this game. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, well, yeah, I will you, uh... play it. I have it. I will play it eventually. There you go. There you go. Eventually is better than never. Yeah. Um, but while I was rambling, did you think of anything else that you did that might be of note? Uh, yeah, I re well, I kind of like rewatched. I was co-piloting on a Doki Doki Literature Club because I came out with the plus or whatever. Oh yeah, and you told me to. I should actually finish that game. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's neat. I, uh, I'm, I'm on a kick now and I don't know what did it to me. Um, but I am definitely on this, uh, like Japanese kick where I have, um, I've downloaded Yakuza zero. I have downloaded, um, the zero escape games, the visual novels. Um, and there was another one. Um, I can't remember what it is. It, it wasn't Danganronpa because those are not on sale right now. And I, I did, I want those, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm on this kick right now, and then we went to we went to Teppanyaki today, and yeah, it, was, it was fucking. I'm just I'm into What's it the right shrimp now. In your mouth? No, no, I caught the calamari in my mouth, which I threw from my own hand, though. Oh, yeah. no fun. No, our dude was good though. Our dude was really good, and uh, we went with some friends who have a five year old son, and he was fucking dying. Like he was. Oh my god, loving yeah, it. dude. <clears throat> I I don't like kids that much, but I will say that kids at Teppanyaki is like <laughs> one of the most fucking beautiful displays of appreciation in the world. I feel like every time, because you know, um, there was there was him, and then they have a ten year old daughter who was enjoying herself as well. Um, but then there were obviously the other tables, and I feel like anytime you look at a kid, especially under a certain age at Teppanyaki, it's like you found their next passion in life you know like they they look at it with so much like empty space in their eyeballs where it's like oh this <laughs> is their career wonder. yeah they watch teppanyaki the same that i watched inside by bo burnham there you go <laughs> 
Bo Burnham, the, the, the Teppanyaki grill master of... Depressed and... Oh, wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, no, that was... That was <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't have any aversion to um, Doki Doki, especially since I never finished Ooh. it. Um, I feel like if I did finish it, I probably wouldn't play it again. So would you say that that's, like, worthwhile? What did they add with this? Anything? Oh, not much. They added, like, collectible kind of things and, like... Um... Like oh, sketchy so they, things, and they made it just, a game. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I just mean they just added like um, Easter egg kind of things, or like not. I don't know. Hey, here's something a uh, concept art or that kind of thing. Sure. Okay. Yeah, 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 like behind the scenes stuff almost. Yeah, you could set certain pictures from the game that you collect as you experience those scenes. You can set that as your desktop, which is like your new main menu screen. Gotcha. Mm. So not quite as like extensive as say the re-release of Catherine was. Yeah, no, uh, I think it's just like if you liked it, it's kind of a cool thing to have, I guess. Right. Well, cool. I'll, I'll, yeah. I will. I will get that version then and finish it. Hmm. Because I. Okay, so I was not that far into it. That game gets like really weird, right? Yeah. Just checking, just making sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because that, on its face, it is a very straightforward um, one of those. And <laughs> Dating everyone, everyone's say. like, play it. Everyone's play it. You, it's it's great. Play it. And I'm playing it. And I'm like, ah, this is a, what do you think I'm into? Like, what? what yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of messages I was sending off, but uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, Trace. I heard yeah. you, you were watching um, I Think You Should Leave, which prompted oh, me yes. to watch I Think You Should Leave. Oh, my God. Have you seen it before? Uh, no, I, I've watched uh, the first two or three episodes, I think. No? Is it not one of the most beautiful sketch comedy shows you've seen in the last five years? You know, I'm I'm noticing a theme with our show today, and that is acid trip. <laughs> Yes, it is so batshit insane. Every every sketch in that show, you're just like, for starters, you're like, what in the fuck is happening? And then the formula that they, that they seem to have is they either end the sketch like the moment you like start to figure out what the fuck is going on, and it cut it's like cut short, or the sketch goes on way beyond where you're fucking comfortable. With. Yes, uh, that is accurate on both of the. Like, it reminds me of like Monty Python, because uh, you know, outside of those movies and even those movies, um, Monty Python was just weird as shit and, mm-hmm. and just British humor in general. Um, so, like the one was the Christmas one where he's like, "Oh, I got sick from you know the, the receipt paper. Oh, if you like oh, my like- gift, eat the receipt paper. Uh, you know, eat the receipt." or give it to me or whatever and then he eats it and he's like oh if you like the gift you don't need to return it so i'm just gonna eat this and then he starts feeling sick and he's like wait a minute you went to the bathroom earlier i don't think you washed your hands well enough and it's just like the wildest thing because another person eats a receipt and doesn't get sick and everyone like turns on this guy and it's like his birthday and everyone's like oh you didn't wash your hands good enough or whatever the fuck like it's it's just so wild, um, but I I could not stop laughing at any of it. I think I I honestly think season two is even fucking funnier. In season oh. two, they're uh, 
actually, you know what? I won't even I won't even talk about any of the sketches in season two because they're they're beautiful. And when you get to the, <laughs> I'll just say that uh, the sketch with the dude trying to eat a foot long hot dog out of the sleeve of his jacket during a work meeting is <laughs> wonderful. Nice. <laughs> um, what was the other? Let's just start and do this part where we just try to think of all the skits. There was the. It was like an infomercial, and he's like, "Has this ever happened to you?" And he just kept going on and on and on as he's like a personal injury attorney, just with the most fucking ten-minute hyper-specific yeah. situation that <laughs> yeah. nobody would ever get caught in. Oh man, it's just it's that kind of comedy where it's like, "This was the first thought that popped into my head." I'm gonna I almost had a heart attack when I saw Coffin Flop. Oh, Coffin. Jordan hasn't that, seen Coffin Flop. Yet. I have not seen Coffin, Coffin Flop. Flop. No, he's on season one still, but you're going to get the season oh two God. and you're going to see I Coffin Flop. I almost had a Flop. fucking aneurysm, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I cried <laughs> the first time we watched it. Good, I'm glad I have something to look forward to. The entire premise of the sketch is that it's supposed to be a joke that this guy loves his wife. <laughs> No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the corncob TV one. No, I know. I don't. I do not know. You'll see corncob TV. Anyways, I think you should leave is such a fucking wonderful uh, TV show. If you can't handle awkward um comedy, it's probably not your thing, just so you know, but I think we probably covered exactly how awkward it is in a specific yes. enough way. <laughs> <laughs> We could I, uh, uh, we could briefly mention how I've been whooping Trace's ass at Uno for the last couple of weeks. Nice. You've done uh, good a couple nights. I'm the fucking Uno king. We've been playing Uno on Ubisoft because it was on sale for like four dollars. Uh, nice. And it's got some different card packs and rule mode like rules. Oh my so god! Every time them make the game go <laughs> on for an hour. Uh, me and Kendra and a couple of our friends played a game for maybe an hour and 15 minutes. One single game of Uno. Um, nice. That's uh, which, I, the... which I came out on top uh, victorious. Uh, they call that Uno Grande? Of Uno. <laughs> How do you say a hundred in uh, Spanish? Uh, fuck if I know, dude. I'm <laughs> I've been whitewashed. It's, it's a poor joke. I don't, we don't need to finish it, but yeah. <laughs> um, what else has been all right, Trace? You've been getting your ass kicked. Um, yeah, what about so, anime? Has well, anime been, been kicking been, your ass? No, I actually haven't been watching much anime. Jacob and I, and uh, some other people are going to tr we're trying to watch Fully Cooley, and then we're gonna jump into like the 20 something episodes of Berserk because I want yes. to watch that real bad. But um, I can't wait. I'm trying to think. I don't think I really have anything coming out. I know there is a manga that is very popular in Japan right now called Chainsaw Man that I'm being told to read the manga, but there is an anime coming out of it soon. Like the trailer's out and it's supposedly going to be like a Dorohidoro type, like wacky fucking acid trip anime. So I'll be on that, I'm sure. But um, Jordan, you were watching this. Trip. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yes. speaking of getting my ass kicked, I'm ready to become a tyrant. Yes, and I've been oh, watching. I've forgotten. Oh, <laughs> I've been man. watching a show on how I can uh, start my own uh, tyrannical regime, and it's going well. You know, the playbook is not that difficult to follow. I don't know why people keep failing at it. I know it's um, a bummer. Uh, how to become a tyrant on Netflix, uh, narrated by 
Peter Peter Dinklage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize that for like three episodes. Um, what a weird thing. It's pseudo documentary where it's like, Hey, here's all these, uh, it focuses on primarily one per episode. So, you know, you got your Hitlers, you got your, your Gaddafi's, you got your, um, Hussein's and the like, um, Idi Amin. Um, yeah, they definitely talk about some of those like lesser known ones, which I feel like Idi Amin is one of those. One of them, um, uh, uh, Pol Pot did his shit in Cambodia, and then there was also uh, King Leopold in the Congo. I think they talk about Leopold, a bit of the bullshit that he did where he just fucking genocided people in the Congo. Yeah, they talk a little bit about Papa Doc, and and uh, yeah, there's Pop and Lock. He's Pop and Lock in while he's committing genocides. Um, but at the same time, it is presented as this, um, here's what you need to do if you want to be a successful tyrant. Um, you, have to, you have to silence any, uh, any opposition. You have to create a scapegoat. You have well, to, yeah, and it's and- like, it, it presents it in a way, like, specifically, one of the ones I'm thinking of is, like, how do you rise to power? Like, okay, we know you need to rise to power, but how do you do it? And one of the things is, like, present yourself as, as like, the everyman. And it goes into a little bit about, um, and it was, like, speculation in this particular part, but it's, like, Hitler's mustache, you know, while iconic now, was a, a common was mustache a of, like, of like lower Europe. middle class Europe. Yeah. So yep. he's like, Hey, I'm one of you, you know? And it's just, it goes into stuff like that where it's like, okay, this is what you need to do, but here's how these assholes accomplished it. Um, here's how they tricked all these people or, or muscled all these people into going along with this shit. Um, here's how a sketchy business man became president of the United States. Also, well, it's not, it it's not, <laughs> well, no, but also, okay. So I got to say that this series I haven't finished it yet, by the way. I don't think I've, I think I have an episode left, but um, the series made me a little bit more relieved at the state that America is in sort of because it was, I was like, Oh, this is not just a uniquely like right wing American thing. This is just them falling for something that's happened. Right. And there are definitely those like, you know the the proud boys and patriot prayer and all these uh, these things you look at and you're like okay they're saying the exact same shit this yeah. is these are the exact same words and these are the things to watch out for if like fucking Gavin McInnes were to run for senate you know that's not a thing that would happen i would assume but you know um it's it's just wild to uh, much like behind the bastards um i don't know that enjoy is the right word but learn what learn, learn you gotta learn the history right and yeah it does provide some sort of uh i'm not gonna say it provides a level of entertainment whether negative or positive mostly negative negative entertainment is a thing <laughs> it's like it's like the news yeah i mean i watch depressing ass uh movies all the time you know, does, yeah. does anybody like doing that no but it's entertaining right. i think um, i messaged you i think i dm'd you about this but like the way that Idi Amin was framing asians in uganda reminded me of the same way that like america is framing you know asians uh lgbtq people uh, black people and Mexican people as like being leeches on society when they just want to be fucking included in society right? and to play part of it. And they're like, Oh no, this is a threat to our existence. 
And that was yeah. the exact same way that uh, that that Indian people and uh, and Asian people in general in Uganda were were framed. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's the exact same fucking thing that that we're dealing with, with like, oh, Mexicans are rapists that bring drugs into the country. Yeah, it's uh, the, the same the same rhetoric, uh, you know, and and that fuck me, man. It's it's all about the um, the the fear, the fear, right? Yeah. So but on a more uplifting note, uh, RuPaul Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race is one of RuPaul? the fucking RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, one of the best fucking shows I have started watching recently. I started watching it. We knocked out season seven because that has the that had the two queens that I know the most on. Uh, Trixie Mattel and Katya. They have their own YouTube series called uh, and it's fucking hilarious. It's really good. How's that spelled? U N N N H H or something like that. Do they make them say uh? Yeah, they li- like the beginning of the show is them like, <laughs> "Hi, welcome to uh, where we talk about whatever we want because it's our show and not yours." That's but that's did, the intro to every one of their shows. But did they license the Master P song? Is is my ultimate oh, question? Oh no, they did not license Master P for it. I don't believe. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> but um, so we started season seven. We finished it in like three days, and in the fucking second to last episode, I cried because they. I don't know what season they started this in, but they bring out like pictures of the drag queens as kids. Mm-hmm. And they have to like give a message to their young self from their drag character. Okay. And Jesus Christ, some of them are fucking sad. I would assume that most of them are. Yeah, most of <laughs> yeah, most of them are terribly sad being like, hey, life's gonna suck ass for quite a while and you're gonna get the shit kicked out of you, but it's gonna be okay. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna find that place. You know? Yeah. Yep. And yeah, and then I think, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, so I cried during that. And then the next episode is like the actual finale where they do like the live shit. And those motherfuckers get um, their family, like the producers reach out to the families of the drag queens. And some of the queens, like their dad will send a video in and they haven't talked to their dad in forever. And their dad's like, I just want him to know that I'm really proud of everything that he's doing and that I'm I'm really happy that he's happy and that I'm sorry for the the type of dad that I was. There's like been there were a few of those. Was that uh was that Trixie's dad you're referring to? Oh no, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't I was gonna ask that question. I don't but... <laughs> think Trixie's stepdad sent in anything. But yeah, so okay. Trixie Mattel's name, I was talking about this. Trixie Mattel's name came well, Mattel obviously being like the the Barbies. Because that's like her look. But um, growing up, anytime that she would act too, or when he would act too feminine, uh, his dad would call him a Trixie, like as like a like a slur. Right. And he grew to fucking hate it, obviously, because it was like his dad berating him. But then one day when he started doing drag, he was like, fuck it. My my drag name is Trixie now. There you go. So put that flag, put that thing down, flipped it and reversed it. There you go. It's a turning it into a, a power yeah power play it's fucking dope yeah i would highly if either or if any of you have not watched rupaul's drag race at least watch start with season seven i would say that's a 
that's a pretty fun season with some good queens. Okay. And then uh, we went back and watched season two just to get like some of like the the original um, like inside jokes and shit because season one is apparently really hard to find, and it was filmed with a filter where uh, that earned the the season the Vaseline filter or it oh, was God. called the Vaseline season. Weird. Because it's yeah, it's like very it's like they have Vaseline on the lens or some shit like that for like a I don't know. So we didn't watch one. And right now we're on five. And then I don't know what we're going to do because every every season you watch, they talk about who won the season before. So it's kind of pointless to watch the season before. So I'm kind of just watching odd numbered seasons. Oh, OK. Well, then you wouldn't have got those those video moments, you know? Right. Also, there's there's like a whole behind the scenes thing called Untucked where like they it's like the the real world segment of drag race where they're like after they get judged they go and they get undressed and they have like cocktails provided to them nice so they've just received critiques they're kind of pissed and they're drinking and also they are just very catty gay men (laughs) like on the surface so it gets fucking nuts it sounds like a good time. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably gonna start watching Untuck soon. Kendra keeps telling me we need to watch Untuck. Damn it! It's like, um, so my wife and I watch r- relatively regularly um, 90 Day Fiance, and mm-hmm. uh, they have those episodes where it's like the successful cu- couples watching the season and just like mostly talking shit about everybody. Um, (laughs) I enjoy the hell out of that. They're like, Oh yeah, we made it work. This guy's a fucking asshole. Why is she still with him? You know, that sort of stuff. Well, Uh, also like the, the, I, the it's called reading in drag, uh, drag culture, but it's, it's roasting. And that's part of the culture. Like reading is a skill that drag Queens need to have. And so that's just like a whole like fun thing is that they're, they are good at roasting each other. You know what? That makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> totally un... Well, sort of related. Um, the Bachelorette... <laughs> fucking hate this. I hate this stuff so much. Um, I, I hate... I hate that I'm interested, and I hate that, like, this Dude, season trash of The Bachelorette... TV is something. Well, like, you know, I get interested, and, like, we watched the last one where they, like, switched Bachelorettes halfway through the season, and Whoa. there's... There's this one shithead dude. His name is Blake. And the first girl, he's like, oh, my God, I'm so in love with her. Yeah, of course. The only thing Um, that would make him more of an asshole if his name was Blair. Well, it might be officially. I don't know. He he sucks. Um, So in that season, he was like, oh, I'm so in love with this girl, the first girl. And then she left um, for whatever reason. I don't actually remember. And then this new girl shows up and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so in love with her. And so she is uh, the the second girl from that season who uh, found her her husband and from what i understand they're doing well or whatever um she's like coaching the current bachelorette and partway through this season she's like hey i have uh i have someone that i think you should meet um he's someone from my past and he was actually on my season and elizabeth and i are like okay well who's who's it gonna be she wasn't there that long you know there's not that many options it could be relatively speaking you know and then it's this fucking blake guy and First of all, fuck Tasha for recommending <laughs> Blake. Is that the name of the Bachelorette? Yes. Like, why would she? 
Blake sucked. Like, he sucked. And she's like, oh, yeah, I think you guys would be great together. It's like setting your friend up with somebody who's a fucking asshole on purpose. Um, don't do not do that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, do not do that. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, we, we're getting into it. Anyway, there's one of the, like, group dates that they go on where these drag queens show up. And I, I did not recognize either of them. Um, but they had essentially a roast. And that's why this, like, that makes sense now, the roast thing. Um, by the way, they all yeah. sucked at it. They all picked on the one guy who admittedly sucked, um, but, yeah, like, nobody participated. And I was like, man, they're going to talk about this dude's lisp and all this other shit. Like, no, they didn't do any of that. Oh, no. <laughs> they, yeah, and they don't They don't really, I mean, they, they don't really just attack, like, how somebody looks, but also, like, they don't just cut someone down for, like, being fat. Yeah, you got to be, like, clever about it. Yeah, they're very, I mean, some of them suck at it, but some of them are just so fucking good at roasting, it makes me mad. Because every time I try to roast somebody, I just hurt their feelings, and then I feel like a garbage person, so I don't do it. So I don't do it. Um, well, I, I can appreciate that, and that'll make sense. Anyway, we can move on. Um, That's it. That's else? the end. That's the end. Okay. Um, most of the other stuff that I haven't talked about yet, I watched that uh, No Sudden Move, the um, Soderbergh HBO thing. Um, With Sad Frazier. With, uh, yes, very sad, Frazier. Um, I did see somewhere, to put this in a little bit more perspective, um, he is apparently that big for a another role. Um, so he's like straight up Christian bailing it. Um, so that, that makes more sense. I know he had, he had a bunch of health issues, but it was all like, this is going to sound stupid, it was all physical. So like he, he like because he was doing so much of his stunts, especially in like the mummy era and stuff, he just like broke his body down. Um, yeah. and I was like, well, that's not gonna, that's I not gonna make to him huge. Yeah. He just, he just wanted to break it down. You know, the so thing badly. With that Jacob is that you, you trip over everything they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, really worst way. good. <laughs> it was a good movie. Um, it was one of those like, uh, presented as like a mob movie, but it had a bunch of different layers to it that. At, at one point was like very confusing and then it all started like coming together it was like the most white crime story ever um it was about the yeah exactly like that's totally i've been listening to mortal dicky recently actually uh have it with dave season two going on did you guys realize that the actress for ally is also in the pillow talk music video yes no, it's like, it's like yeah, legitimately one of his that. best friends. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, fuck was I and saying? Also, oh yeah, like going back and listening to some of those songs and like having context for it because he's like put it in the show. Uh, is is pretty neat. Yeah, like that uh, professional rapper where he's like, "Well, what what are you gonna do? Like, how are you gonna finance this?" And he's like, "My bar mitzvah money," and like that's <laughs> a real. That's a real thing. Well, even in the, I, I <laughs> couldn't tell you the name of the song, but it's the one with the, the guy from Panic at the Disco on it. Uh, that's like so obviously about wh- whoever like the real life Allie is uh, and how like he's still in love with her, but they can't be together and shit like that. And like there's even a line about how he still listens to her auto tune. And it's like yeah. just that scene straight from the show. And I was like, oh, damn, dude. Right yeah um he needs to make more music like right now though that's that's my thoughts on it uh no sudden move maybe after season two is when he drops the album you know you said you wanted it after season one with the whole point of season two being like oh man i, I got writer's block maybe 
maybe then he's going to drop the new album at the end of this. I season. mean, he he said he's working on it, but he he has maintained that he's like a singular focused person. Um, so yeah. like he production will have to be finished entirely on season two, and I don't think it is yet. Um, before he actually like fully works on it. Um, so mm. it's not going to be like a stealth drop thing, which is sad. Um, but anyway. No sudden move. It's a mob movie about racism and shit. And uh, once the like white crime is fully revealed, I thought it was like it was interesting because it's it's about capitalism. It's not about yo this mob wants to move this alcohol or or whatever you know most mob movies are about. Um, it's a it's a true story, and it is uh, like. I don't know. Stuff to explain. I th- I thought it was good. Um, it is kind of weird in that they constantly use this like fisheye lens almost. Um, so you're you're getting that weird effect in like every scene. Uh, but it was oh, it was cool. even wider. You, you know, it's mostly just on the periphery, though. Um, okay. You know, the you say wider not... or wider, wider both. Um, he is again. pretty wide. White crime in fisheye. Uh, so wide both. crime. Wide crime. <laughs> wide crime. Yeah. Um, I think it was worth a watch, though. It's pretty slow, but um, if you can get over that, you can enjoy uh, a pretty good cast. Um, I want to say Benicio Del Toro, but I feel like that's wrong. No, I think that's right. I always, I always get him confused with someone, and now I can't remember who I get him Javier confused Bardem, with. Javier Bardem, I bet, because I get no, him maybe uh someone else um and uh kieran culkin who's oh yeah delightfully evil bastard in like everything he does that's not scott pilgrim um is he the one from waco waco is he in waco Uh, he might be a different culkin there's culkin in waco the only person probably him What's the only person I know in Waco is Taylor Kish. Um, Kieran? Kieran, Kieran, Kieran Culkin. There is another brother, though. <laughs> There's always is another the brother. brother Griffin? <laughs> what? I said, is it the sweet baby brother Griffin? That's for all my... Uh... Oh, Bambinos out there. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, it's, no it's Rory Culkin. Rory, there you go. Yeah, Rory is in Waco. They all look uh, enough like Culkins that you, you know, can can kind of tell. Um, what uh, David Harbor? Almost said Hopper. David Harbor is in it. Um, <laughs> John Ham. Other De- Matt Damon makes an appearance. Matt it's, um, Damon. Did they just Matt. cast this entire movie by who had the biggest dick in Hollywood? Um. Well. Uh, God, now it's going to ruin my... Michael Fassbender wasn't there, so no. (laughs) (laughs) I got there eventually. Is Fassie packing a hog? Oh, yeah. He had... um, Fuck is the name of that movie? He did like a full frontal, and he's like... He's doing it, man. He's there. He's he's, he's done it. (laughs) (laughs) It's doing it for you? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know I've heard that John Hamm has a hog. That is also probably true. Um, I, I cannot confirm or deny that. Um, the only other well, I was also got a massive cock. I bet you guys didn't want to know that, mm-hmm. but it's true. Oh, have you, oh, was that in um Antichrist? Did, didn't he? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I I saw some weird like short film he made when he was in college on line decades ago. Uh, 
He's, he's right. packing some heat, man. The, well, the Green Goblin slang and some fucking brain, dude. He's getting old, though, and everybody knows it shrinks as you get older. Um, what else <laughs> did I... Okay, so we haven't done the news yet, know. but um, Sony did a little state of play thing where they announced some games and stuff, and one of those was Arcadegeddon. Um, this is from, I believe it's Ilphonic, the team that did uh, the Friday the 13th game, and then they did that Predator Hunting Grounds. Um, both decidedly co-op uh experiences like 4v1 style things yeah yeah uh and they showed uh uh, no that that gives a different isometrics like a zelda you know like a like a link to the past um Mm. asynchronous nope not asynchronous anyway uh so they showed this trailer for this arcadegeddon thing and it's like oh it looks all cartoony and can't really tell what the fuck it is uh but then they're like hey it's available in early access today and i'm like all right well you know let's um this is a thing i do so here we go doing it uh it's 20 bucks and i picked it up on ps5 and i'm like all right let's see what the fuck this is so it uh is first of all extremely early access um it it needs it needs work uh i think that there is a lot of promise to this game but for instance, um, it's it's like a Borderlands style. It's third person, almost Borderlandsy, and like you're you're picking up loot, and um, there's a bunch of different weapons, and those weapons have you know their different attributes and stuff. Um, one of the things the game sucks at right now is t- showing you whether the weapon you're about to pick up is a different than the weapon you're holding, and b better. Um, it has this like little box that shows up, but it's like so small. The text is real small. There's like a picture of the gun, which uh, as far as I can tell is how you're supposed to identify it. Um, which is, is not great. Is, is not super awesome. Uh, it also just feels really like content shallow, which makes sense for an early access thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a co-op where you're, you and your your three buddies are just fighting PVE stuff. There's no there is no human on the other side of you. Um, it's neat, like definitely something I'll keep an eye on. But um, I, I was hoping for more from that team, especially as like, oh, okay, they're finally maybe they'll make that style of thing that they make without the licensing, which has been the problem for them, like especially with that Friday the Thirteenth game. Um, but they did not do that. So that's unfortunate. Something to keep an eye on. I have also heard that it is on uh, PC. Um, PS5 and PC are the two platforms I'm aware of. So if you're interested in that, you might be able to check that out since, uh, you can get a computer a lot quicker. You can get a PS5. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> um, and then that's the only, the only other thing I really did, um, not part of the Sony thing, but there was an announcement made that Company of Heroes 3 is happening. And they also announced that you get guaranteed access into the pre-alpha if you just sign up on their website. So me, being a man of culture, obviously. and a man uh, of culture? Somebody who has adored at least one of the Company of Heroes games. Uh, I did that, and I played it, and it's really fucking good. So they, if you don't know, Company of Heroes is a World War II real-time strategy game that takes after 
probably a lot of, of RTS games, but most notably for me, um, the Command & Conquer Generals style, where um, you have your base, and then you have builders who will build new structures for your base. It's not dependent on... I guess it's probably like StarCraft, too. It's been a long time since I played StarCraft, but um, you're not really dependent on the bounds of your base so much as you just need to get a person, tell them to build, and, and they run over there and do it. Um, you're you're putting soldiers inside of buildings, you're capturing points and stuff. It's It's got a lot of these little layers in an RTS format that you don't see a lot of the time. So I picked this one up, and I'm like, all right, it's going to be more of that, right? They're doing the Italian theater this time, rather than like, you know, the larger European that they've been doing in the past with the Nazis and shit. Um, I jump into the campaign, and the first thing I see is it's just straight up civilization out there, dude. <laughs> you ha- you have like your cities and you have your units that you're just in the broad scheme of things doing like turn based combat or, or or turn based moves, I should say. Um, and then when you enter in, when you get a so you have like your I'm probably going to butcher the actual names of these things, but like there's your regiment and then your like detachment. So your detachment is smaller, your regiment is bigger. If you get a regiment into a like a city or like a base or something, something that has a name on it, you will then go into an RTS mission. Um, oh. Other otherwise, it is just straight up like civilization style battling out in the open world. Uh, really fucking cool. They they're throwing like um, random missions at you. Uh, at one point, I was just like doing my main objective, which was, hey, you got to get to this city up here. This is where their, like, main base of operations is in this area. If we take that down, we're going to be a lot better off. And as I'm going, you know, a couple days in, each turn is a day where it's, it's like, 100 years in civilization or whatever. Um, they're like, hey, there's a commander up here that you should really take out before he gets to his destination. And I'm like, all right. And then it's like, oh, there's these resistance fighters over here in this city that we should help out because they have valuable intel for us and blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, all right, well, now i got to split up my forces and go do both of these things at the same time. When I rescued those resistance fighters, it gave me like bon- like a bonus. And it's like, hey, the enemy's supply chain is like... 10% less efficient, and now you can also send these resistance fighters on little missions. So I'm like, alright. I had them go to this you know, town that wasn't too far away, and I'm like, go steal me some fucking supplies. And four days later, I had the supplies that they stole. Like, it's just, there's a lot of these little systems at work. There's like traits and um, you know, special abilities. I unlocked like a bombing run that I can use in like the RTS missions. I can just call in a fucking bombing run wherever the hell I want to. Um, it's dope. It runs like shit because it's a pre-alpha, <laughs> but it is. Yeah, you kind of expect that though, so you can't be. Too yeah, mad. no, I'm I'm not mad at that at all. Um, it is exactly what I wanted this game to be. You know, if if someone had told me after because Company of Heroes two, I do not think was very good. Um, the gameplay itself was, but they really leaned into like, Oh, here's your like DLC generals. And it's like more focused on like online play in a weird way that I didn't really appreciate. Um, they seem to have gone back to like, all right, just here's your campaign mode. You can play this. You can play the skirmishes against AI. If you want to, obviously they're going to have a, mo- a multiplayer thing at some point. Um, 
let's just tighten all this shit up. So the people that want to just go through this can do that and it's going to be awesome. And so far, so good. It seems really fucking cool. Uh, if that is something that interests anybody listening to this, I believe that that pre-alpha is running until August 2nd. So there's like at least two weeks left in that. And all you got to do is go to their website and sign up. It'll, it'll throw it in your steam account and you're good to go. I wish Matt was here. Cause he, uh, he watched <laughs> yeah, me play some and then, yeah, you were so excited. If he watched you stream it in channel. Yeah. And it, Oh man, the initial load, I swear to God, the first time it loaded, it took seven minutes. Like <laughs> I was just sitting here and me and Matt weren't chatting. He was working while watching. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> this is going to take a while. Um, it was, it was crazy, but again, pre alpha, uh, don't expect anything too crazy, but they are definitely beating the drum of like, Hey, we're going to take your feedback into account. We're going to make this game, you know, good for you. And that, what more can you ask for? Um, Lastly, I tried to watch that Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, and I could not. I thought it was bad. <laughs> it's the, I know Kendra it's, liked it. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. There's something about it I didn't... It's not that I'm, like, big super fan of the Resident Evil story, and they, like, betrayed that or anything like that. Um, I just, like, the, three, the 3D animation, I thought the, the writing was bad. I don't know. It just, it just wasn't for me, I guess. Um... I have heard good things about it. That's why I watched it. And it just, it didn't, it didn't scratch that itch for me. I will wait for the, uh, the rebooted movie, I guess. It's really the only thing I have left to do. Uh, but unless anything, anybody has any el- anything else, we can uh, jump into the news a little bit here that we, we did not do because I was afraid Lyle had to leave and he did. So Jesus. Real quick, just real quick stuff. Uh, Steam finally announced their quote-unquote Steam Pal that's been rumored forever. Uh, the, the Steam Deck, which um, I was able to reserve one, which was weird. Um, I was going through it. It came up on a work day, and I'm like, all right, we'll be driving around. I should be able to do this just fine. Well, at 10 o'clock when it went up, I was in a place where I had about 15 miles to go before I had reliable cell service. And I'm just, like, trying to refresh the entire time, like, seeing what it's going to do. At the end of the day, if I was like, if I don't get one, I don't get one. It's not a problem. I can't actually buy it until, like, December at the earliest. But I did end up getting one. Um, There are three models of this thing, and it's a handheld PC, essentially. Uh, It's running SteamOS, but you can absolutely load Windows on this thing. It's so fucking cool. The cheapest version is $400. It's got was 64 gigs i believe um yeah 400 for 64 gigs 529 for 256 gigs or 649 for 512 gigs um same power in all of these things and from what i've seen it's about half the power of an xbox series s which is the the less powerful of the two new xboxes um that still puts it at like three times a nintendo switch or some bullshit um and also it's really cool. like what it can run like that is that is the big selling point you can run a lot more on it yeah so out of the box it's going to have steam os which is technically linux um it's running on their upgraded proton which is like uh if you've ever used linux there's something you can install and use called wine which apes windows for windows programs and its reliability is in question but they're saying this is going to be a lot more reliable 
Um, if let's say it's not working for you though, you can just put Windows 10 on this bad boy. Um, it is a PC. You can hook it up to any USB-C dock. You can pump that out to a big screen. Um, you can do whatever. Like it's it's a PC in your fucking pocket. Um, well, not your pocket. This thing's this thing's bigger than a switch. It is bigger than a regular switch by like seven centimeters or something like that. Um, it looks quite a bit more comfortable because it is contoured on the back quite a bit, but the button placement has me a little worried, um, but I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem. It reminds me a lot of a Wii U as far as like where those buttons are and shit, uh, but it does have two trackpads on the front, so you can do ostensibly mouse and keyboard games pretty easily. Um, there are four extra buttons on the back, like, like back triggers. Um, it seems cool. It definitely is the first entry from a big company that's not in China of this sort of thing. Um, I, I am very interested to get my hands on it and, and see what it can do. Um, I'm undecided on whether I'm just going to put windows on it out of the box or, or fuck around with it beforehand. <laughs> um, there was an email going around. Someone had emailed Gabe Newell and he apparently responded that the hard drive in this thing, if you want to rip it apart and replace it, you can do that. Um, it is a 2230 M2 drive. Um, it also does have expandable micro SD storage. So pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Um, there's a Gundam Overwatch game coming. Matt's not here to talk about that. What? Yeah, it's basically Overwatch with Gundam. Um, okay. Gun Gundam Evolution, free to play, six v six team based. It looks it looks like Overwatch. Oh, six v six, better than Overwatch two. Guess I'm playing. Yeah, I was gonna say. Got <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> Fucking got him. Bazinga. Um, we got an announcement of Nintendo All Star Brawl, which is oh, just. God. Just like it sounds, a Smash yeah. Bros. Uh, like, um, we're done making Smash Bros. <laughs> Let's Nickelodeon. Here we go. Did I say Nickelodeon or Nintendo? Because I you said Nintendo. Nickelodeon. Okay, I thought Nickelodeon. You, I thought you were talking about the Nickelodeon thing that we saw. But I was like, yes. oh, okay. Nickelodeon, not Nintendo. Um, uh, published by Game Mill, which is um, not the greatest name to have attached to this sort of thing. <laughs> Um, they have put out some real bad games in the past. It is developed by uh, Ludosity and Play Fair Play Labs, who are not two that I'm immediately familiar with. All I can tell you is they showed a trailer. They have the ones you'd expect, which apparently they just own the Ninja Turtles now. Um, they have revealed two of them, and I don't see why the other two wouldn't be there. But uh, Nigel Thornberry is in it, which is weird considering it is 2021. Uh, powdered uh, toast saw... man <laughs> yeah dude that's fucking wild <laughs> from ren and stimpy if you're not aware uh what'd you say can you be big head uh uh i saw that the voice actor for hugh neutron from jimmy neutron is petitioning to get his character added to that game as well as nice. the dlc fighter that would be great i imagine look it's nickelodeon they own all this shit, much like Warner Brothers and Space Jam. Just fucking blow it out, dude. <laughs> have what they sh probably should have done is like SpongeBob. Okay, SpongeBob's in it because of course he's in it, but so is Patrick. What if like you just gave them the same move set and just like had a different costume, you know? Yeah. You could have so many more characters if you just did that. But 
anyway, um, fucking Helga from Hey Arnold is in it. Reptar is in it. Zim is in it. Oblina from All Real Monsters. So they <laughs> they have plenty of this like old shit where it's like it just gives you just enough hope because I think they announced like ten or twelve characters or so. Obviously, that's not all of them. Like it, it just cannot be. Um, that'd be real sad. But it just it gives you all that hope that okay, Powdered Toast Man is in it. Ren and Simpy are going to be in it, right? Like yeah. at some point, they have to be. Um, how deep into the well are they going to go? How what you know? You put Helga from Hey Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, let me play sure. Norbert. Let and... me play a Stew Pickles. Exactly. I want to be Norbert and Daggett from uh, Angry Beavers. Yes. Fucking A. And uh, the eventual future where Cartoon Network's like, yo, that was a success. We should just join up and it's just Nintendo versus Cartoon Network. Like, let's go. Yeah. Let's do that. That's just going to be all fucking Adventure Time characters. And Ed, Ed, and Eddie will not make an appearance <laughs> despite my best efforts. So that seems that seems neat. Um, they've announced 20 levels, which is quite a few. Damn, so yeah, I, that's a ton. So I'm assuming there are going to be a lot more characters. I would say at least 20 characters, right? Like, or, um, I, mean, I feel like you can't have 20, that. 20 um, properties. Right? If you're going to have 20 stages, are you going to have like three SpongeBob stages? Maybe. <laughs> but you, there's a fucking pineapple, a, a Easter Island head, and a rock. You know, okay, that's SpongeBob. Move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just being hopeful. Um, there are other characters maybe. in here. I, I don't know what the fuck the Loud House is, but that's probably a new thing. Um, and Danny Phantom is in it as well. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, I probably should have led with this. We got a new Switch announced since the last time we spoke. Yeah, who fucking Did cares? We, though? Did we? Yeah, who fucking cares, though, technically, really? Technically, yes. Um, if you're listening to this and thinking about buying the Nintendo Switch parentheses OLED edition, don't. Don't. Unless you, unless you fool. unless you, you do not fool. have a switch, if you if you have a switch right. and you buy yes. this, it's not worth it. If you do not have one, this is definitely the way to go. Well, no, um, so like if you're having imagine. issues with Joy-Con drift, uh, somebody just found out how to use. Uh, uh, they said recycled parts, but I'm going to call it garbage to fix a <laughs> yeah. uh, to fix Joy-Con drift. So a, a piece of paper sitting around your fucking dirty ass desk. Take that out, shove it in your Joy-Con. Fixed. No more drift. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, look that up. Uh, using a piece of paper to fix Joy-Con drift, I think was the name. Hey, of the speaking of paper, sorry, I just want to how to fix your Joy-Con drift. I just want to interrupt real quick. I just saw an article that uh, Olympic or the Olympians in Tokyo this year they will be sleeping yes. on anti-sex cardboard beds. Cardboard beds. And uh, I saw somebody retweet it, and it says uh, it's impossible to fuck without a bed, especially if you're an Olympic athlete. <laughs> Very true. I also yeah. saw somebody saying the long distance runners could put four people on those things and they still wouldn't collapse, which makes perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> but can Swimmers you? Too, can probably. You, can you hump on the bed and it stay intact? You know, if you can do four on it motionless, you can probably do two moving. Yeah, God forbid. Like, imagine humping on the floor. I know. Good, good like thing that their, their beds are made out of cardboard. I or know. Like a God. counter. 
or like in the bathroom mm, in or the shower that, or the coffee you table the, the that little coffee table <laughs> or that knee high ledge all the way around the fucking room literally it's a cardboard bed and it's a mattress set on top of it you just take the mattress off and put the take fucking the mattress, mattress on the floor you put the mattress on the floor you fucking idiots yeah. <laughs> Literally, so fucking stupid. They might they might discourage one one group of people from having they, sex with that. Maybe they try one. this the every shot putters, year. The shot putters just fucking, fucking give them condoms. They've done they, that. I think they still did. Fine. Done that. And leave them alone. Let adults be adults. Well, it's because they already know that the Olympics are going to be a fucking mega center for oh. all of the fucking COVID variants. So they want to try to cut it down as much as they can. And we don't want COVID and out. STDs. Yeah, if, if you're going to host the Olympics, don't draw the line in the sand at stopping the athletes from fucking. Yeah. It's fucking weird, Doug. Uh, moving on, next piece we have, and Matt's not here again, uh, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut was announced for PlayStation uh, that'll be out August 20th. That has an add-on expansion. When's it coming to PC, though? That's uh, probably not never, but not yet. Um, probably after, like, the Metal Gear series gets remade for PC. <laughs> no. that I believe you can get all those games on a PC. Uh, not remade, but... Who knows? Uh, New Island add-on stuff. Still using that director's cut name that they're a big fan of ever since they announced uh, Death Stranding, apparently. Uh, we will see. Yeah, it's not a friendly upgrade. It, like I own the PS4 version. I think it's like thirty bucks to get, which like makes some sort of sense. It is like new content. Uh, it's like a ten dollar upgrade to the PS5 version. Which, if you look at it from the outside, that makes sense. That game's probably going to be seventy on the PS5, sixty on the PS4. But I already own it. Like, let me just just fucking just give me a ten dollar break. You know what I mean? Um. They don't know what I mean. Remedy has revealed that they're doing a couple new control games with 505 Games. One of them is a multiplayer spinoff, which sounds fucking wild. Um, I know Jacob played about 35 minutes of control, so he can probably <laughs> sympathize. Yeah, I haven't played much more of it, but... Uh... Listening to... I just, In my head, listening to all of those powers going off, all those cool-ass sounds of like picking up rocks and throwing them, just like 10 people doing that all at once is like a symphony to my ears in my head of course because it is not happening symphony <laughs> to my brain yes a brain symphony to my ears uh but yeah not a lot not a bunch of news uh that's the end of that and i think we will say goodbye for this portion so, so of our podcast do we want to we we talked about doing a draft super quick draft recap do we yeah. want to dedicate a whole episode to that or do you want me to just blast through this really quick Let, just blast when just we have blast more of us. us okay let's us do gone. it when there's more of us there's when are we ever again gonna get all of well, us <laughs> let's get at least only one of us gone okay get lyle back on the phone <laughs> nah, all right he doesn't well, he well, he tease for draft recap uh you yeah, know we'll if, just... if you're a new listener <laughs> Six months ago, we drafted some video games. Yeah. Points. And we'll see how everybody's doing. And we'll see who has what coming up and whose games have been delayed. Because there's been a few of those. And, uh, hey, tomorrow, as of this, as the day that this goes up, um, Ubisoft is announcing a new Tom Clancy thing, which looks a lot like Call of Duty. 
so far. Um, I'm interested in that because I'm a, a bad person. And we're also getting some sort of Skate 4 thing. Um, probably, probably like a gameplay teaser or something since we haven't had that I yet. I don't fucking care what it is. Give me anything. I'll take it, four. dude. Put I, it, don't, I don't care. Put it under that that box with the stick on it. I'm grabbing it. I don't care. Catch me. Uh, my my birthday's next week, and I'm gonna try to go to see an early showing of the Green Knight because that comes out on oh, the thirtieth. Yeah. So hopefully that works out because that movie looks fucking rad. Thirtieth birthday. Yep. You only, old now? Only... I'm twenty three. You'll be twenty nine in holding. It's all right. I'm turning twenty eight, but oh. I yeah. I always, no, I God, always I'm old. think you're older than me. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I act so mature. I know it's surprising. It's very uh, true. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I know. You act like such a refined mid-40, Jacob. <laughs> Yikes. And if you're a refined 40-year-old, come hang out in our Discord. Um, yeah. Emphasis come on refined. Trace, emphasis on refined. Slash trace is bad. Hey, thanks. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, we uh, can. Yeah, my. Uh, I should put that my, in the show notes. My yeah, Kendra. my fucking my my caretaker Kendra, my terrific partner. Um, we make lately. It's been we make Mexican food on Twitch every week. Um, it's been fucking fun. We've made some really damn good food, and uh, we had like nineteen viewers at one point the other day, which is shocking because there's more than nineteen people in the circle of friends that always flock to my stream. You mean there's so not I was more? actually there. There are fewer than nineteen. Right. Yeah, there there, there are fewer. Yes, sorry. just making sure. Yeah, yeah, but hey, people are coming. People are showing up. I know, and like I look at my insights and like people get like joined from the browse page and shit, not yeah. just from like a link. And I'm like, Whoa, people are finding it. Now you got to hook them. I know. Hook them so, in. Yep. Uh, watch us uh, make food. Um, if you have any fucking recommendations, throw them at me. I think uh, we might be, I think um, here, I'll give a little teaser. I think upcoming, we might do a, um, a smash burger. But we are going to make our own brioche buns with sesame seeds, and then we'll do the whole smash burger and make some sauce for them and everything. So I think that's maybe what we're what we're thinking of coming up. So there yeah, you go. Join the Discord. Follow us on Twitch. Uh, don't even follow us on don't, social. Don't yeah, worry about the other media. stuff. Yeah, make make yourself happier. Yeah, don't be on social media. On humanity. Uh, Just. Seclude yourself into a Discord channel that you enjoy, and uh, which is also life. absolutely a form of social media. But whatever. Yeah, but yeah, and then also like, uh, there's a lot of Discords that radicalize people. But we but... split hairs where we want to. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Fine. And you know what else we split? These rewards among our listeners, which they will now take and get the fuck out. Uh, rip is marquee. Yeah, rip is marquee, man. Rest in peace, King. Can you uh put a can you use a biz a biz song for the outro? I was gonna try to beatbox like I thought for a second there to try to just beatbox, <laughs> and then you realize how unbelievably like, disrespectful oh, that would yeah. be. Can you I did. I got what I need for like forty five seconds as the outro. If I knew the words, yeah. If only you weren't sitting directly in front of your computer right now. No, I, I'm not. 
That's another thing I did. I wiped everything off of my computer and uh, start, started fresh. Oh, no. I um, wiped, buddy. Yeah. Is the show over? What aggressive, is right Aggressively. <laughs> I think Jacob, Jacob's jerking off his mic stand. In my head, the song is playing right now, and I'm about to hit stop recording. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just started playing. Like, they're, like everyone's listening. They're like, where's the fucking Where's the music? song? Where's the music? And I'm just not right, going to put it in Stop the music.